Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This episode of The Good Life is brought to you by Huggies Special Delivery Diapers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Good Life. Saz, I feel like we've got a, we've got a good show coming up today. This we, is gonna we've be got fun. a lot to talk about with you guys, man. This is going to be And it starts good. with um, a sushi date that oh. wasn't ours. <laughs> it starts with a, 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 a tender sushi date um, between Jessica and Chad. These are two names that we have made up. Juicy Jessica <laughs> and Chill Chad is what we're going to call them. Okay, you guys are probably wondering what in the world oh are y'all God, talking about? Be, this is going to be good. I'm excited about this. But there's actually a takeaway too. Yes, there is actually a really good word of the week hanging at the end of this show. So stick around. <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, truffle oil on sushi, it's a vibe. Oh, shoot. Yeah, seriously. Truffle oil on sushi. All right, you guys. Stick around. Episode's coming up. About to get good. Sorry to interrupt. We can't play the whole song. But dang. Did you did you just feel that like wave of summery vibes over you? I love this. I don't know why it feels nostalgic, the sounds and the rhythms and So this is a band out of LA called The Midnight. And that song's called Los Angeles. So maybe we're feeling some like LA nostalgia, but they they have an eighties sound that they've completely captured, right? They do. Is this isn't this isn't the band that opened for John Mayer that one time. No, but they do too. There's, what is that been like, band called? The one that opened oh, for called, John Mayer a few years back. Oh shoot! The night. Yes, the, the night game. Wow. Says. The night game. Wow. So this is the midnight, and then there's the night game. Both bands have a real '80s vibe. <laughs> that's like so just nostalgic. I don't know why it's such good summer music. It is. Me. I like that. I want us to cruise to that at, at sunset hour. Wow. On, on our way to date night or something. Do you know who up. put me on to that band? I have to give credit where credit's due. No. Our who? boy, Uncle Gary, short stash. You might know him on Instagram. Oh, he shot our SNS. Uncle Gary. Two of our SNS. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he shot two of our SNS projects. So we love him. Thank you, Uncle Gary, for putting me on at the midnight. That song's called Los Angeles. And it kind of reminds me, babe, of the movie we just watched. Uh, hold on. Whoa, why am I? Oh, Top Gun, the first Top one. Top Gun. So I didn't get your full review. You were so tired, you went straight to bed. You watched <laughs> the first Top Gun. I'm prepping her, everyone, because we're going to finally go see Top Gun 2. I, I already saw it, but I cannot wait for you to see it. What did you think of the first one? Well, can I be honest? I had no idea what this movie was about. I had no idea until you prefaced it and said, hey, it's actually a really cozy movie. And I thought cozy. But, you know... In our world, cozy means it's like a feel-good movie. It might make you cry, make you laugh, and keep you at the edge of your seat. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I did like it. It felt, it's again, a nostalgic, obviously that movie was shot when? In the 80s, 90s? Yeah, I think 80s? it was shot like in the early 80s or something. Like uh, Mid-80s? I Tom Cruise was just adorable. Like, how old was he in that movie? Had he done Jerry I, I would Maguire say he was, yet? I would say he's like mid-20s. 
He hadn't done Jerry Maguire. No, 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 no. Did you see how he looked so young in that movie? What? Let's see. Okay, let's see. We... Let's see. How old was Tom Cruise in Top Gun? Okay, I want to guess. I want to guess. I want to guess. Okay, guess. I'm going to guess too. I haven't looked yet. 29. 26 for me <gasps> is what I'm going to say. Oh, I thought Hold that. on. Let's see. He was 20. Wait. Okay. He was. Oh, 24. What? Dude, he was a young sp- a sprout back then. No. I mean, think about being like the number one person in a blockbuster movie at the age of like your early 20s. <gasps> your ego's got to go through the roof, right? I mean, I'm Googling right now. What was Tom Cruise's first movie? Okay, do not look, Stevie. Now. Well, We're geeking out on Tom Cruise, everybody. 1983. Well, it doesn't really show his first movie. I think, oh, All the Right Moves was okay, his first that. hit in 1983. But then he also did Risky Business that yeah. same year. So it, it seems to me around 1983 is when he started to pop off. That's crazy. Oh, my gosh. 24 years How old. How many movies had- <laughs> has he done total in his career so far? I don't Anybody even, know? I don't even know, but most of them are bangers. 43. He's done 43 movies. Tom Cruise, people might say he's a weird dude and all this stuff. I get it. Scientology, all that, whatever. But honestly, he makes bangers, okay? <laughs> and if they're in the theater, dude, I'm going to go check it out. Even Jack Reacher, which was, you know, didn't do that much, was a solid movie. <laughs> what is that? It's just an action movie for bros. Oh. But anyways, it was good. I thought it was pretty good. Okay. So I think this week we're going to go see Top Gun 2. I'm excited. I saw it already. It is amazing. If you haven't seen it yet. It just feels like a cozy yeah. summer blockbuster that, like, they haven't made movies like that in such a long time where the, it's hap- – it, like, you, you leave feeling good. That's I, all I can I say. I remember when I was watching it, I said something to you. I said, isn't it kind of – isn't it kind of sweet how back in the day movies, they were still – beautifully shot right but they weren't trying to get the most out of every single shot like it was just very i don't know the way it's shot it feels very classic it wasn't tons of different crazy angles i mean i'll be excited to just compare being you know our film graduates you're saying it was more focused on storytelling than it was on content yeah that's a good point you notice that some of the best movies they're not doing these crazy, over-the-top, like shots. And sometimes movies, when the storyline sucks, you can right. tell they go all out to try to make the graphics or the editing mm. super cool, at least for the trailer to get you into the movie. And once you're in, they could care less, maybe, if, right. if you like it and enjoy the experience. But I think movies back then, it, I don't know, maybe it was just there wasn't as much equipment. Maybe. I, I feel like, though... And it wasn't I, as easily accessible. But I feel like there's there's always directors who are, like, all about the way that something looks, and then there's directors who are more about the storytelling, you know? And then there's ones who do both well, which is hard to do. I love that Nancy Myers, one of our favorite directors, she said something and I um, that I loved. She said that she sees the house, the home, as a character in her movies, and it says a lot about her stories, you know? Right. Um, she did It's Complicated recently, that one we actually enjoyed with Meryl Streep. Oh my and gosh, dude. What? I just started following her on IG, by the way. Who? Nancy Myers. 
Oh my gosh, she has an IG. I need to get on it. Yeah, she doesn't post a lot, but she posted a little little sneak peek of what her home looks like. And I can only imagine if she created the father of the bride vibe that she has an incredible house. Uh, and so there's like one or two pictures it, it and it really, does look amazing. But it really is a character in yeah. her in her movies. Like I remember it's complicated with Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin. That movie to me, the one specific scene that I loved which, by the way, Steve Martin was in that movie, now that I think about mm-hmm. it. Um, it's the, that kitchen scene. Oh we even gosh. Googled, where is this house? We want to stay there. And it, it was made. Set. It was. We, we ended up, sadly, realizing But that I think they shot made. in, like, Santa Barbara. Yeah, and it was just the most beautiful house. And the storyline of that house was she was actually getting her home renovated, too. So Steve Martin was, you know, the character that was doing the project. But it was really beautiful. And then Father of the Bride, the house is now iconic. I love that. I love that type of charm integrated into a movie, but I just think nowadays too much editing and stuff and like just focus on the story. Fun fact, the house next to Father of the Bride House was for sale when we were looking for homes. What? In LA. Yeah, I, I showed it to you. And I was like, babe, house next door to Father of the Bride House is for sale. I don't love it, but we could be next door. Dude, what? It's just the house next door wasn't great, but I was like, what a vibe. To but be isn't door. it true that the father of the bride house, they didn't, they actually, they filmed the outside of the house, but the inside was not the actual house. Is that true? Um, I'm pretty sure that they, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was again, kind of a set type right. of situation. But the outside is better. It, the, in, the outside, even if that was the inside is better than the inside. The outside's amazing. I, I, I cannot tell you how many jogs I've taken on that street just to see the house. And I bet the people who live there get oh, I bet really they get annoyed. So annoyed with people. I, maybe we're the only ones who stop by. Maybe no, nobody cares. I saw people stopping by. Really? I have yes. And oh, okay. I, every time I've gone to LA, it's like when, when, even before I moved there, it was just this must-see attraction. If you're in Pasadena, so just imagine the amount of foot traffic they get on the day-to-day of people stopping by. And it is open. There's no gate. Nothing. I mean, someone may knock on the door and say, "Can we come inside? <laughs> Can we and take, take a picture? Photo? Is this a museum? Like." Anyways, all that to say, I love a good story. Now, speaking of story, we have one that we need to debrief on at sushi yesterday. I've been wanting to talk talk about this. I need to talk to you about this. Do you want me to set the scene, or would you like to do that? You set this scene, baby. I'm usually good at setting the scene. I love that. So we're having a fun time with the girls. We're going to the you know awesome aquarium, which by the way is just (laughs) don't. It's just that's besides the point. It's cute. It's simple. Austin Aquarium is subpar. I'm just I'm harping on the city. Let's go, guys. Come on. Let's get it okay. together. But at 4 p.m. on a Wednesday, it was pretty awesome to be able to go walk through it in less than an hour. You can feed the animals. I think and it's my perfect biggest, for little kids. You everyone's like, what happened aquarium? to the story? Okay. Oh, yeah. I think my biggest thing is that it That's stinks. That's not the story. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. The aquarium stinks. Okay. So Stinky. from aquarium to suddenly we okay. were craving sushi. Yeah. So we went from the fish place. <laughs> Tina used to call the aquarium the fish place. We went place. from the fish place to the fish place. <laughs> we went from where the fish are alive to where they are dead and flambéed and put on a bed of rice. And with truffle oil. <laughs> with truffle oil. If Babe. you haven't had sushi with truffle oil, you can request you're that. Not living. Okay. It's really good. We're moving on. Ooh. This is this is what happens. We walk into a place that's usually busy. It's not super busy and we sit down and we're sitting next to a guy who's by himself. Also and prefacing so, that the tables, you know, at sushi restaurants are all pretty close together. This even one if you're was not, close. Even if you're not sitting by the person, this you're place, they really are packing in the table. Yeah. So 
We were in a four-seater table, and this guy was in a two-seater. He's sitting next to us, and nobody's with him. And he was there before us. So we get our food, start eating. We're having a great time. He's still sitting by himself, just kind of looking around. And I remember the waitress came up to him and was like, hey, like, is... You know, is the person coming like that? He's like, I don't know. And I thought he was waiting for a friend. He said something he like, not. oh, it was changed to 630. And I think the time was like six. But he's he just sitting there. there like he's just sitting there. You know, I he's know. just he's just looking around. He's not, you know, he's just being peaceful. And I noticed this. He already had his soy sauce yeah. in the soy cup. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but like, oh. I did you notice it? Too? I did. That's sad. Little sad soy sauce sitting there all alone. <laughs> Say that again. Little sad soy sauce little, sitting there all alone. Say that again. Little sad soy sauce sitting there all alone. So, so this guy's sitting there and he's looking around and I'm thinking like, dude, where is his friend? And this has happened to us twice. Okay. Because there was a girl last week when we had to get sushi again, who was by herself. We kept looking at her. We're like, we eat a lot of sushi. Where's her date? She's wearing a very, you know, provocative dress with a lot of makeup. She's got to have a date. Her date showed up like an hour and a half late. But I'm thinking this date of his, I think his date, this date of his was like 45 minutes. We assumed it was a date. I didn't assume, but I think. You're right. I thought it was a friend. I thought it was like a friend that it had to be casual because he was super chill and dressed pretty chill. So at this point, I'm thinking, dude, I would have ordered. I don't care who it is. I'm ordering sushi. The sushi is way too good here to just sit there. So this props to this guy for being patient. And at this point, we are invested in his life. We want to know what's going to happen. Is it a friend? Is it a date? Is it a, is it a, are they married? Uh, have they just met? Like, we don't know. So the is lady says boss? to him, she goes, um, she says, is your, is your friend coming? He's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're coming. And, and he goes not- outside, looks around, comes back in. And he has a girl with him who has on a nice dress. She did her makeup and they're walking in. Saz, do you want to take it from here? Yes. So the girl comes in in her beautiful, um, what looked like it might have been like the loft. It was like, you know, that store, the loft. It was like a really beautiful summer wrap dress. Really cute. I was going to ask her where she got it, but I didn't want to be that person. But anyways, she walks in. Is that a wrap dress? What's a wrap dress? A wrap dress is like where it ties at the waistline and is the most universal flattering oh. dress silhouette for any woman, any shape, any okay, size. Okay, so that's a good... So she chose a dress, which if we're now if we're now analyzing why she chose this dress, clearly they're either boyfriend or girlfriend, or I'm thinking this might be a first date. So when they sit down, mm. she said something like, hey, how long have you been here or whatever? And he was like, oh my gosh. He's like, so I actually got here like 30 minutes before you got here. Um, cause it, you know, I didn't realize we're not meeting till like six 30 or something like that. And so I was relieved at that point because I was like, okay, she didn't actually like set him up or like bail on him. And she said, oh, well you do know, like this could have totally been resolved if you just called me, you know? No, no, no. She I, said like, you could have just let me know that. That's, like, that's not what I heard. What? Are you, no, that no. I'm I'm prefacing. Let me preface my side. Okay, I'll okay? tell you what I heard. After. Then he says he said something like he's like, "Ugh, the waitress is like so salty. She keeps coming over here. I think like they're really wanting to like get us out of here." So, she walks. The waitress comes by. You know, you can tell at this point they're definitely on a first date because 
he said to her, sorry, I'm wearing a hat. I got a really bad haircut. And she said to him, oh, <laughs> yeah, he said, I got a really bad haircut. Oh, no. Babe, you were sitting where I, I didn't was. hear that. Okay. You're sitting next Maybe to him. Maybe I should start I heard some stories. of the things she said, which I've okay. got to. This is why, honestly, oh, studying radio, TV, film, I wanted to be a reporter well, because what? I'm really good with like the live breaking news, every detail in Wait. the conversation. Before we move on to the haircut, this is what I heard when they sat down. They were sitting there. And he said, yeah, the waitress keeps coming over here and like asking me, was asking me when you're going to show up. And she goes, well, I told you it was going to be 630. Oh. And, and he goes, yeah, no. He goes, yeah, I know. And she goes, well, that could have easily been resolved if you just called the restaurant and told them. But she said it with like, oh, oh, even that, though like okay, she's you're right, right in the point that like, yeah, if you would have just told them. But at the same time, like they just sat down and she said it with that tone. And I was like, yeah, she was just kind of like, you oh. do know you could have like called. But the guy that, was being very peaceable. He's like, yeah, I know. Like, it's OK. okay. And then. OK, yes. And then. <laughs> and, and I was like, and then and that was my first red flag. I was like, skirt. Okay. I was like, that was a sassy. So here tone. we are stuffing our face. Continue. Like me and Steve were also pretending to have a conversation, but we were both listening to their conversation like little lurks. And I remember next in the story is like he was dressed very opposite of her he had on basketball shorts and like a baseball hat i mean this yeah, sushi a, spot is know, pretty like a, chill he had a jumper on too i'm like bro why are you wearing a jumper when it's 100 outside yeah like a little um sweat like a mm, little sweater okay like he was just very casual and anyways she was not she had her hair done probably with like a nice curling iron maybe went to dry bar oh, I so i think she was, was thinking on. sushi restaurant was probably a little bit more like tasteful in terms of like the scenery I mean, she did not look like everybody else that was dressed there did you see what i had on okay no but we always look we're parents we don't care <laughs> unless we're on a date night so anyways she then oh goes into he says hey so i think at this point he's a little insecure about his outfit Wait, and so he said something like hey i have on this hat you know and my basketball shorts he's like you know i got a i got a really bad haircut and then she said well, I, I've never seen what your hair looks like, so I have nothing to compare it to. And that's when I knew it was a Tinder date or a Bumble date. And now I was really invested to see how this was going to go. Because I've heard of these stories, these these Tinder Bumble <laughs> scenarios where <laughs> the girl goes to the bathroom and then doesn't come back. But I was also rooting for this couple that just met. I know In my mind, I was like, I really hope this works out. I honestly feel like I was watching like a reality show in the live and I was really trying to play it cool. So anyways, he changes the subject and starts leading the conversation, which I appreciated. He said to her, he said, so what do you do? And she said, I work in marketing. And then it was like kind of quiet. And then he goes, oh, like what kind of marketing? And she goes, you know, like marketing and sales, like social media, email marketing, that kind of stuff. And then he said something. Um, and then he was just kind of like responding to her and just saying like, oh, that's cool. And then he had to follow up with another question because she was at that point on ET and she was being interviewed by Ryan Seacrest and did not reciprocate any questions to this guy. Okay. So that's where I was like, okay, girl. And then she said something like, um, and then she said, Oh, something I love about my job. He goes, do you like your job? And she goes, yeah, I am. You know, I like to, she goes, I'm, I'm very organized and I, you know, I can definitely give orders. No, something said, like that. No, no, rewind this tape. Okay. I was also sitting there. Can I raise, do I need to raise my hand to talk, to share? Okay. 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 My side. Okay. Okay. Listen to me, lady. (laughs) We haven't debriefed. This is us debriefing. So you need, you already passed up a detail that I heard. Oh, 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 tell me. Um, 
Oh gosh, now I'm blanking because you didn't let me say it, and it was sitting on. It was it the so marketing long. question, right? No, it was like he goes something like, um, "They were talking about her job," and he goes, uh, "He said like you're a manager, right?" Because <gasps> I don't know if he saw like maybe manager in her job description on the website. She goes, "Well, no, I'm not a manager, but I manage projects." Yeah, and it was like that, and yeah. I was just like. He's jet, like this poor guy is asking yeah. you a question. He I goes, thought that was kind of like narcissistic response. It was, it so was. He goes, he, he, and I'm telling you, this guy, but okay. her voice didn't sound like that. You're making her no, seem like she was, it bratty. was close to that. Oh, uh, no, her, it was cl- her, her voice was more like she had this, like, very stern confidence, but at the same time, she to had me, an intense. There wall, isn't that, yes, exactly. There was some kind it was of intense. like, it was very of, egotistical. Yes, because I, I noticed she would just kind of, she still had like, she would still laugh and she was not like not engaging. But when he said that, so you're a manager, no, he goes, she took it as like, yeah, uh, it was almost like, uh, it was very kind of like, like, well, <laughs> I, I manage projects if that counts. Right. And, but he was just like, he was just being chill. <laughs> he was just chill about it. Um, if you're, if this story is giving you cold feet or sweaty feet, you guys, Oh my God. I started getting a little tense. I should have gotten some clammy hands. I was worried for my boy, Chad. Uh, don't worry you guys. There's brands like Bombas. Bombas mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you're also giving to somebody in need and maybe Chad needed some Bombas because you're right, babe. He needed to dress his fit up a little it's bit. It's actually my favorite pair of socks to run in because they are thick enough but not too thick to where your feet sweat. But it gives you that extra little cushion. So if you're going right. to do cardio day, you got to have a good pair of socks. And if you're on a date like Chad and your feet are getting sweaty, <laughs> don't worry. Bombas makes their comfy performance styles with sweat wicking yarns so that your feet can stay cool you're- if you're getting some stinky, sweaty feet. They also have no-show socks, T-shirts, you guys, underwear. It's all breathable because you're going to need that in this Texas heat, baby. Uh, go to bombas.com slash good life and get 20% off your first Ooh. purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash good life for 20% off bombas.com slash good life. Now, I think it was very wise that you pointed out how she was dressed and then how he was dressed. I was like, oh, that's a good point because this guy now seems like a really chill character. He got there early. He was happy to wait. This girl comes in late. She's got an attitude. And I'm just looking at the two like, this no, is not. But also, she this wasn't is, late. I think is, he messed up the time. He's too chill. And he I think met, it was missed, a combination of missed, she changed it last minute. I think that totally happened. And then you're now making up assumptions. No, no, because she said. She needed to push it back. So he got there early, oh. too. So he was just like, it's okay. I'll get there at the original time. And she said she she's a hardcore planner. And so she planned that outfit. She planned. And I think she, yes. So, so I anyways, still think she just really said, like, cute. I'm not a manager. I manage, like, projects. And it was kind of like that. And, 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 the guy was and like, then the conversation oh, okay. started taking a turn. I noticed it was like a little bit more long. Back to the thing. That, back to the thing that you said, though. You misquoted her because I heard this exactly, and I was like, "I love oh. this." Go I ahead. was like, "Ew." So she was talking about her job, and he was like, "Do you like your job?" And she's like, "Yeah, well, I do two things that I'm really good at, which is organization and bossing people around." Yeah, she said, "Bossing people around, dude." I was, and th- she said it with so much arrogance. I was like, I wanted to just be like, "Yo," and what can did you he just say? like? Can you chill? Anyways, 
He was super. Can you? And this guy, I just, was, I could see his. I'm looking at his face. Okay, you're looking at her face. I'm looking at his. I'm seeing his face, and he's kind of face. just like. I can only see hers. I can just tell that he's like a chill dude, and he's like, "Oh, that was that was way too intense." Like I asked you a simple question, and then you answered it with like, "Yeah, I'm good at organization and bossing people around." And I was like, "Oh." Well, I was kind of at that point wondering if she just was just chill, man. What's wrong with people? Well, I was wondering if she was um, starting to show. That if this happens with Tinder dates, when you're actually like not really interested. Well, she was not interested. But hold on. I, that's not true. I think that what had happened was first impressions. She was like, uh, this guy's not my vibe because she's so probably has a particular type or kind of date right. that she was hoping for. So she did have her guard up. And I noticed that Hardcore. it's it is human nature to have a guard up when you first meet somebody. It's just your natural defense mechanism. And so I noticed it got really awkward really quickly, but he salvaged it because he continued to press through the awkwardness, the slight aggression in her responses. It was aggression. And I appreciated that about chill Bob. Whatever his name Chill was. Chill Chad. Chill Chad. <laughs> so what I noticed is when he started getting into what he did for a living, he's in a family business. They, his family has. Oh, I didn't hear this. Yes. In Dallas, he said, actually, I was going to turn over. They and be sell like, fish. So they do. They have a, re- they have like a, um, a, a hibachi style restaurant. Oh my gosh. Family. He does sell fish. And he said that they're trying to make it more like, um, like a five star experience by having like a 49 Wagyu. What is it called? A five. Yeah. A five. <laughs> A five, I always leave out the number details. Um, a five, a four point nine, almost a five. Yeah, and so as he was really talking about what he does and with his business, I started to notice that the conversation was starting to move a little bit more organically. They both started just like asking each other questions. It was like that was an easy entryway for her to like actually ask questions and respond. So she was very interested in what he did for a living. And then I started I didn't get noticing the vibe, though, that even they were though... laughing more. They ordered like an appetizer. And I actually didn't want to leave at that point, but it was time to pay our bill. <laughs> yeah, and our leave. children needed to go to sleep. But I get, <laughs> even though he dressed a little down, even though he, he did dress down, I didn't get the vibe that he was like slouchy. Cause it kind of, he was kind of going for that LA street style look a little bit, which had he worn that at a date in LA, I don't know if it would have been, we would even thought twice about it. Cause it's just like, that's how people dress. You know, yeah. So, what was your takeaway from? So that? here's my takeaway. This was this was my takeaway from what I was gathering. As you are, by the way, just serving y'all. You should have seen Cezanne. I took a picture of you. You were like, what? So, I was there subtle. was a couple. I was subtle. No, there was a I couple times. On. No, hat's not blocking your face. There was a couple times where you just like straight up were kind of just like, <laughs> like. Your face was facing was, me, but your eyes are just straight up side eyeing her. Was I being And I'm like, Amari? how does this girl not see? What? Yes. I'm like, how does she not see Cezanne's eyes just blasting a hole into her face? I was like, this is so Middle Eastern of you right now. You're just staring at her like, like the look that you family. told me. Yeah, you go Amari. all Middle Eastern women just like stare at people. Yeah, and no, I was we like, love babe, to you people are. Watch. Not, so do my French people in Paris. I mean, oh my I was so invested at this point in their date that I couldn't help but just like I needed to see their faces because all I was tuned into was their voices. It was like we were listening to a podcast. Right. And at this point, I was so invested. I needed to look over and I was pretty subtle about it. I, I think my biggest thing was 
my biggest thing, honestly, and we talk to a we talk to a lot more. We know a lot more single girls than guys. Mm-hmm. So I hear a lot of the women's side of like, where are the men at? Where are the good guys at? You know, and I'm always like, I don't know. I don't know where the good dudes are at. But in this case, honestly, I was rooting for him. Chad. I was rooting for chill Chad because I could tell that like he got there early. He was very patient. He was obviously maybe nervous slash excited for this date. You know what I mean? And he even had his soy sauce in the bowl. He, he was waiting patiently. His hands were literally in his lap. And I was like, this guy, as in Curtis, he's gunach. Like, he's innocent. And he's sweet. And I just kind of got that. I got that, you know, uh, spirit from him is that he was, he was a, you know, he's a, he's a pretty good guy. And, and, and maybe he's a little too comfortable. Maybe he should, he should have dressed up. I would have told him to dress up a little bit better for a first date. But I think he's also, that just comes with him being comfortable with himself and kind of knowing you know who he is and not trying to be anything. I got that from him. And so my my thing was like she came in late, he was waiting there, and maybe he should have called the restaurant, but also too, he was patiently waiting for you. He wasn't upset, he wasn't mad, he didn't even order anything. He was just waiting for you. And it's like read the room. This guy is clearly like he's he's a pretty relaxed guy. You know what I mean? His his even his aura was pretty relaxed. And so my thought was that she came in guns blazing. I think, and I'm like, I think she knew that she was better looking. I don't necessarily think so. No, he was, I think, he's I, not a bad looking dude. But, but wait, in, let me finish. In terms and then of her overall, like she was put together and like, you know. Yes. So she probably felt like she had that one. I agree. Up. I agree with you there. But at the same time, I feel like she should have done a better job reading the room and not coming in guns blazing and making some very blatant egotistical like comments that I felt like were unmerited, unwarranted, because even his tone and the way he was talking, he was trying to engage with her. And he was just asking a simple question, you know what I mean? Inquiring about her, which a lot of girls say, like, guys just, you know. So had he been a guy who was also like, yeah, it's just like, you know, what if he wasn't chill chat? What if he was bro chad and he's just feeling <laughs> himself, trying to make himself look cool? But yeah. you have a guy who's clearly like he's pretty humble. Yeah. And so meet that humility with some humility. And I understand like coming into a first date with some nerves and all of that kind of stuff. But like, I was just like, I was like, this chick needs to like, she needs to take it down a notch and realize this guy, he's not, he's a pretty good dude with good intentions. Here's the reality. We don't actually know these people. And, and I want to have him over and I got a stumper and we're friends now and no. I feel bad for him and I'll tell him to dress better next time. <laughs> This episode of The Good Life is brought to you by Huggies Special Delivery Diapers. Something that was super important for both of us uh, when we were raising our kids early on was figuring out the whole diaper thing. At the time, I remember we were taking all these little, you know, new beginner Mm -hmm. classes. There were cloth diapers. There were, you know, all of these different type of diapers. I'm like, what? By the way, not all diapers are created equal. Heck no. In fact, I feel like diapers are the number one product that you should probably put on your registry. If you could get diapers, you will be a happy camper um, because that's something that your child is actually going to need until they're about two and a half, which is usually when people start potty training. Um, So for us, we have loved the special delivery diapers made by Huggies. They're specifically made to protect the baby's gentle skin. You know, Mari's got that sensitive booty. (laughs) I love how soft Huggies diapers are specifically. I'm just such a huge fan. And and best of all, they're made with 20% plant-based materials by weight and clinically proven hypoallergenic and 
Best of all, we, dermatologists have tested it. So you yeah. don't, you don't like, you don't deviate from quality diapers. That if you're a first time parent or, or if you're about to have a baby, just don't do it. Huggies is a brand that, that we trust. Uh huh. Huggies, we got you, baby. Learn more on Huggies.com. All right, let's get back into it. No, hold on. The, the reality <laughs> is, is we actually call me chill chat. <laughs> we, we don't, we do not know, okay. first of all, I got, his actual up, name, but I want to say my two, my, my two cents here. I want to say shout out to Chill Chad and <laughs> um, Juicy and Jessica, Juicy Jessica here for <laughs> honestly doing what we never had to do, which was going on these dating apps. What do which, you mean? Again, How do you know I haven't done that? Which again, excuse me. I'm kidding. <laughs> which again, we don't even know if they met through a dating app. The details here are very vague at this point, but what let's assume it was a first date. They did what is very ballsy. To actually meet somebody in a stranger in today's world where it is easy to flake. And at a table that was one foot away from ours. Right. Well, they shout out to both of them for putting themselves out there. The one thing I took away from this date. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just (laughs) laughing because the whole time. What? They're having this like intense first date. Teeny and Amar are sitting right next to them. Teeny's literally sprawled out watching a YouTube show with the noise on going. And Amari is like literally talking to the waitress. And I don't even think they noticed them at all. So it's like their thing was super intense. And there's us over there, like me and mom and dad scarfing down sushi. Uh, The kids uh, are like, when are we going to go? Next week, um, next week on The Good Life, we're going to have Chad and Jessica here to tell us their (laughs) side of the story. What were they thinking about our table? No, but going back, I just want to say the takeaway I got was to actually encourage any single people out there who are on these dating apps for the sake of chill Chad. Can we all, can we all just be a little bit more kind in those settings? Because I felt that even if you've been hurt in the past, you've had horrible dates, give yourself a clean slate every single time. You go and you meet somebody for the first time. And if this person does not look like who they looked like on their profiles or they're just, oh my gosh, yeah, this one, he's not the one. Like that show on MTV, next. Instead of that approach and then for the rest of the date, you're kind of just showing whatever attitude. I just want to challenge anybody, even if that person is not your type and you're now stuck in this next date, this next hour, with somebody who you know you're not going to go on a second date with, you're so not attracted to them, you're so uninterested, I want to challenge you to actually try to make them a friend. Try to get to know this person. Learn something from them. At least walk away from the date with an experience, with a story, with a new understanding about this human who probably has gone through a lot of stuff in their own personal lives. We all have pain points, and I think we could all be a little bit I think we can navigate those types of settings a little bit more graciously because I thought about Chill Chad and I even thought about Juicy Jessica as they once were young kids and they once had to navigate insecurity and maybe they still are, but Chill Chad has a mom and a dad and so does Jessica. And I think about Teeny and I think about like her going on a date and and maybe one day she'll be on the other side and the person's not interested or vice versa. I just think about that childlike innocence in people and we're so quick to like write off people not give them a second date or second chance or you're not worth my time and i just want to challenge us to just be kind to people no matter what that's how i felt walking away from that date Um, What, what was interesting i feel the same way what was interesting is that i feel like 
anytime we've talked to our friends, family that have been on these Tinder dates, right? The people that are like the good people, right? That talk to us about them are like, so how's your date? And they're like, oh man, it's just like, it's just a lot of it is hard to meet someone interesting and or somebody who is genuine. Yeah. A lot of it is just a lot of fakeness. A lot of needles in the haystack. Well, it's just a lot of fakeness. It's just, I want to meet somebody who's grounded, you know? And at what, what I, and I have to give props to chill Chad because like I was <laughs> saying, I, I feel like he was just very, he was just very grounded. I didn't see him being, you know, overly reactive. Like I said, he was just kind of, he was just kind of, I could tell he was just looking, it was, he was simply looking forward to the date and even though maybe he made some and mistakes, she might as have been well. thinking the next thing, like thinking. Well, and she seems ahead. like somebody who's very motivated and very driven. But I think you're totally right. Where it's like, come in and and, and if you get into it, if you're on a date like that and you get into a scenario, read the room, read the person, and if you look across the table and you're like, you know, this is this is a this is a nice person that I can have an honest conversation with. You try and drop that guard. I think you check yourself and say, do I have a wall up right now? Do I have a guard up? Yeah, that's Am I good. projecting? Because I felt like she was projecting. It, I didn't, she was projecting. It was mm-hmm. very obvious. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I felt the same as you where it's like, man, I wish that she would just let her guard down. And even if she doesn't, you know, like this guy a ton, like just be yourself and, and be comfortable with yourself and have an, just have a good conversation whether you walk away wanting to have a second date or not. But like you said, be kind, yeah. you know, just, just, just be humble, I think. And, and it takes humility to just have an open conversation sometimes. Yeah. And don't, don't put yourself on those dating apps. If you're not in a place where you're comfortable with yourself, if you're not in a good place, you're carrying baggage, you got to work on yourself first before bringing that into a date or it's not fair for the other person and vice versa. So Chad and Jessica, if you're listening to this show, we just wish you the <laughs> best. Actually, can you imagine if they actually listen to our podcast and they go, wait, that was our date. I would die. Now, something we actually do when we go to restaurants, we do we do engage in our own date. I'm not saying like we're we ignore each other, but we <laughs> we're do. We're not Steve Carell and Tina Fey in that one movie. <laughs> but we do we do look around the room always. It's like a fun game to figure out who here is First on a Tinder all, date. You do that. And then if you find one that's interesting, then I join in. But I don't normally. Are you uh, usually doing this while we're on I a do. date? I do. Oh, I thought you were like having a nice time with And me. I don't remember who I was talking to about this, <laughs> but there's actually a way that you can actually see if somebody's on a Tinder date. Because if you go onto the app or something, oh, it can like track. I don't, I don't, tracker? I, don't, I don't know. See, I, that should be an app in itself. I don't know, but you can just tell by like the posture. Feet away. I think I can. Here's how I. Here's three three quick ways you can figure out if somebody's on a first date. One, their posture. The posture is just really like stiff. Yes, just very like as prim and proper. You know, let me try to get it. The second, um, the second way that you can figure it out that somebody's on a Tinder date is there's just a lot of conversation happening. It is very much like I talk, then you talk. It's just very much like nodding. And whereas when you're comfortable and you're already been married or dating someone, we eat our food and it's quiet for a little bit and that's fine. Why do they have such an early like I just that feel like it was a really early date. Now that I'm thinking about it, like we were trying to eat because we got to eat. Yeah, get, the it kids was early, bed. but I think that's like the prime time 
Tinder really? dating. I feel hour. like for me, it was always like seven thirty, eight. That's a commitment. I, mean? I think if you commit to your, that's your nighttime now. You may be up till ten p.m. Wow. So people aren't even giving, willing to give away like one evening. <laughs> like where? Jeez. <laughs> okay. Are you invested what, what, at all? What would you say is the third um, thing that you notice with people being on a first date? It's a lot of alcohol on the table, I feel. That, that it's good entertainment <laughs> for people like Cezanne and I who yeah. are married. It's good entertainment. Don't worry. We're not making fun of all of you. We are rooting for you, actually. Yeah. We are hoping that things work out because we know people who are going through it. And it's not easy. It's it really isn't. not. It's not easy. So we're actually not uh, We're not making fun. But I, I just hope that uh, – I don't know. I hope for everybody that they, they find that person. But it, it takes people, like you said – being comfortable with themselves, knowing who they are. It's funny. We're doing a little exercise with Teeny this morning. We talked and the word that we said was confidence. And what came out of my mind when you went out of my mouth and you said, what is confidence? I said, confidence is knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at the core of confidence is just knowing who you are, knowing yourself, knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses and being at peace with that mm. and knowing who you are. And I think it comes with knowing whose you are as well. Yeah. Is that God, you know, God made you, he made you just the way you are on purpose for a purpose, you know, So good. it's like he made you the way that you look, the gifts that you have, your intelligence, everything. He made those things specifically for you. And so cherish them and be confident. Just know who you are. Ah, uh, good word. I love it. Do you guys want us to continue sharing these? Um, what would you call we them? We need to go like Tinder I spy date. Tinder with Stevie date. And <laughs> yeah. Like Tinder date hunting with Steven says, I spy a couple that's, yeah, Not exactly. Exactly. Or they will. I, I love that. I love just being a fly on the wall sometimes on our date nights. But I also that would be a good game show. Or not a game show, but a show. It's like people don't know that you're reviewing their date. Yeah, and then you debrief. But at the same and, time, they would somehow have but, to sign but, off on that. But you debrief with them. Right. You're like, there. hey, you. It's kind of like therapy. Yeah, they could totally it's like couples say, therapy. Hey, it's like punked. Punked it. They didn't know they were getting punked, you know, until after. And if they sign off, then they're you can You can use their, if they sign the NDA and stuff like, but you probably have a lot of couples like this date was hell. I'm not going to let you share it. But then again, you might have people that are like, oh, what, what TV show is this going on? Hey, I'm that down. Is awesome. Anyways, guys, if you're going on a date tonight, we just send all of our love. We hope that you'll spread some kindness out on that dinner table and get the bread. Get the bread. Yeah, just get the bread. Okay. And, and if you need it. And the truffle oil if you get sushi. Yeah, and if you need it, get a freaking Coke, dude. Ooh. Do some lines of Coke. Or a cocktail. I'm just what? Kidding. I'm kidding. Or Relax. some uh, cocktails. Yes. Just order a freaking Coca-Cola. There's nothing that will make you chill out more than an ice cold zippity-doo Coca-Cola, baby. All right. On that note. Am I right about that, babe? You sure are. And I wish they were sponsoring today's show because I would love to have a lifetime supply of Coke. I think also, too, just get the awkward stuff out of the way. Just straight up go, hey, do I have anything in my teeth? Do you remember our first date? Did I we, don't. Did we have... I don't think we did. I think it was at Chipotle or something. Yeah, we were friends. And then you were creeping on me and I was like, yo, honey. Was I a good good person during date night settings? I don't know if I was. You had your walls up in the beginning. Yeah, I was a little... Juicy Jessica, I think. You were a little Juicy Jessica. And then, like, I remember I'd have to talk you down off the ledge, and then you'd be, like, yourself. And I was like, wow, you're a but really honestly, great person. If you watch, like, um, National, not National Geographic, what is the Dave Attenberg show that he does on nature? Dave Attenberg. Yeah, like, when he's describing when the um, the species are about to mate, 
The female is always putting up a little bit of a wall in the front. Like the guy's got to work for it. You know what I mean? You got to work through that wall. There's literal species where they have to cling to them and not Mm. let the other species get get in on the action. If you want that woman, you want to mate if you want wow, her to choose you you're just tail so can you just wrap this up um with the dave attenberg uh, uh outro here on the good life as we have observed people in their natural habitat <laughs> on a date consuming fish that was once alive at a place where steve and saz took their daughters to observe they are now eating fish that's dead upon a bed of rice if you enjoyed this episode of the good life rate and review us and let us know what you would like to see next i'm steven attenberg and i'm juicy jessica we love you guys have Bye a good y'all. one see ya <laughs> Hey guys, I'm Sam. And I'm Taylor. We were just internet strangers who moved across the country to become roommates. And now we host the F Word Podcast. Right here on Podcast One. Our podcast is Fitness Uncensored. Listen in every Friday for all things fitness, health, and lifestyle. Think of it like FaceTiming your two best friends. While also learning how to become your strongest, most confident self. Join the community by tuning in and following us on Instagram. At F Word underscore podcast. Listen and follow the F Word Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. See you on Friday.